0: Welcome to Heal and Achieve, the leading-edge resource to listen to, to learn from, and to transform with. I'm your host, Becca Armstrong. I know that no matter what's going on in your life, you have all of the ingredients and all of the capacity within you to transform and thrive. As your host, here's a little bit more about me. I'm a registered psychotherapist, counseling clinical hypnotherapist, and an integrative transformational coach for individuals, industry leaders, and Fortune 500 companies. And I've been doing this work for over 20 years. I specialize in helping people to heal and to accelerate their achievement, thus transforming their lives into greatness, and I'm here to help you. As a master coach, I've personally trained and certified over 3,000 coaches in over 130 countries. For my full bio, come to BeccaArmstrong.com and click on About Becca. Now let's get started. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through what you need to know about the cause of your challenge and then what five changes can launch you into healing and achieving. So let's get started why people don't heal and achieve, and how you finally can. Have you ever heard the saying, you can never outgrow or outperform your identity? Well, this is actually true. However, you don't have to remain limited by what might be a match to your identity or outside of it. You see, identity generates beliefs. Beliefs generate your perception. Your perception actually governs your thoughts, feelings, and actions. And actions generate outcomes. You see, your identity is actually formulated at a subconscious level between the third trimester in utero and seven years old. After seven, these identity aspects continue to strengthen and then they complete their integration by the time you're 10. That means your identity is encoded between the third trimester and 10 years old. From that moment, it runs just like hitting the play button and your entire life flows through your encoded system of your self-identity. Next, on top of identity or from identity, your beliefs are formulated. Your beliefs are actually formed along with the identity, and your beliefs are the schema for your life. They are the schema of life in relationship to you. It's basically how you do you in the world, and then also how the world does you from beliefs we have the formation of perception our perception determines priority information what gets filtered in and what gets filtered out you have a very cool system called the reticular activating system and this system is the part of you that determines what you see what you experience what you perceive and what you miss what you filter out of your awareness basically what matches you is filtered in And what isn't a match to you or isn't part of your self-identity operating system is filtered out. Something can be going on all around you, right in front of you. And if it's not a match to self, you may not notice it. As a matter of fact, you just won't notice it. Your perception will filter it out. Now, from perception, we have thoughts. Thoughts are actually electrical. We can measure them. We can measure them with something called a quantitative electroencephalography. (laughs) Or a Q-E-E-G. On a daily basis, you have about 70,000 independent thoughts. Now that seems like a lot, right? Well, 66,500 of those are repetitive thoughts that come from your encoded identity system. And they're the same thoughts that you thought yesterday and the day before and the day before. So we're really in a repeat mode on a daily basis. Now, along with thoughts, you have feelings, and feelings can actually be measured magnetically by a magnetoencephalography, (laughs) or an MEG. Now, MEGs are fantastic because we can actually see what's going on in someone's emotional processing. 98% of every emotion we experience is encoded and the same emotion that we felt yesterday. So, in essence, our thoughts and feelings are not responding to now, they're responding based on our encoded system that was formulated by the time we were seven and really, really locked in by the time we were 10. What comes from our thoughts, what comes from our feelings, our actions, and actions are the expression of the electromagnetic charge expressing itself. So if you think about the electrical thought and the magnetic feeling coming together, they express through your biology and through your behavior. And what you do creates an outcome. Oftentimes, we feel like our outcomes are happening to us. We don't feel like we're directing them. Now, when we feel that way, we start to identify as a victim. Victims are very different from someone who's empowered. Let me talk about the difference here. In victimization, we can be very empowered and still be victimized. Challenging things happen to empowered people. But when we start to integrate with victimization, we start to integrate it into our identity. And oftentimes that can actually happen and be encoded by the time we're seven. Victims have no control and they perceive life as happening to them. There's a vision that says, I cannot impact or impress myself upon my environment. My environment is determining me. In that state, we actually become stuck and limited. Now, again, we can be empowered and still have challenges. We can still be victimized. And the difference is if you're an empowered identity, you have control over yourself. You might be victimized, but the situation hasn't assimilated into your identity and you can impact your environment. So here in this moment, first of all, send judgment out the window, send it on vacation. Any of those aspects that you want to criticize, critique, judge, shame, blame, let that go at this moment and just look. Look at yourself. Allow yourself to engage what's called consciousness. Consciousness is something we can engage and we do engage 5% of our day. The rest of our day, 95% of our day to be exact, we are in our subconscious automated role. So here's a conscious moment where I want you to actually just take a look at yourself and say, okay, am I identifying as a victim Or am I identified as an empowered person in my life? If you feel like life is happening to you and you can't influence and impact it, I want to help you change that here today. If you're empowered and you've been victimized or you feel lack or limited, or maybe you're struggling with a health challenge, I want you to really connect with that part of you that knows, I might not know how right now, but there is a way I can impact, impress, and influence my life and I can make the change. Okay. Now, if you've identified as a victim and life is happening to you, the five things that we're going to go through are going to help you to change that. So no worries. Take a deep breath. Now, let's actually talk just a little bit more in depth about victimization versus empowerment. In the industry of insurance, there's an injury that is very, very expensive, and it requires a lot of treatment, and it reoccurs once it's began. It's called whiplash. Insurance companies spend a lot of money on medical treatments for whiplash, they tend to take a long time to treat, and they're low in responsivity to the treatment modality. So it's like you have to keep going and healing and healing, and then once you've had whiplash, you're predisposed to whiplash again and again and again. So insurance companies in the industry wanted to study this and figure out why is it that when people are going very low speed, they still get this tremendous injury that's so expensive and takes such a long time to fix. Well, they discovered that there is another scenario in which the scenario matches, but people don't get injured. And that scenario is a demolition derby. (laughs) Now, they've kind of gone out of style, but demolition derbies are very interesting because even though people wear helmets and the participants wear helmets, they don't have neck protection. And it's the neck in which the injury occurs, So they looked at this and they said, okay, someone in a parking lot going less than 20 miles an hour gets injured, but someone in an arena going less than 20 miles an hour getting hit over and over again, doesn't get injured. What's the difference? Well, they isolated something to the cellular level and it's the impact of the belief that comes from the identity. And what they discovered is the difference is the person in the demolition derby is choosing to be there. They're in control. They're saying, yes, I am participating. This is something I'm choosing to experience. The person in the parking lot isn't making that choice. It's happening to them. They are out of influence, impact, and control, where the person in the demolition derby is in influence, impact, and control. So one at a cellular cellular level is injured and predisposed to that injury because they're not in control in their perception. The other one in their perception is in control. Now, if you think about bottom up, you've got your identity on top of your identity. You've got beliefs on top of your perception. And so just think about you in your life doing automated daily stuff, your routine. If in your identity, you are aligned with being a victim, then it governs your belief systems about what you can influence or impact, what happens for you, and then what you perceive is filtered in and out based on that identity. Now, it's, it's challenging to say, but here's the thing. If you identify as a victim at that identity core level, then you're going to actually filter in and you will be drawn to things that will victimize you and you will be repelled by things that empower you. It's kind of funny, like attracts like, because we, d- we are drawn to that which we feel a match to. So again, I want you to keep the inner judge, the inner critic on vacation. This isn't about shame or blame. This is about the opportunity to heal and to accelerate your achieving. And I'm going to get into the details of how to do that. Okay, so uh, let's go to cells. If you take a Petri dish That is actually, uh, you know, a Petri dish that is with a medium that is very, very healthy. Uh, They've actually taken mediums, uh, Petri dishes, and they've had people focus unconditional love and just put themselves uh, in a state of unconditional love and send that love to the Petri dish. And they've actually measured the frequency of the medium and the the, uh, matter that's in the Petri dish. And then they've put cells in that dish. Now, you can take an unhealthy cell and you can put it in the medium that is a healthy, unconditionally loving environment, uh, and that cell will heal. You can take a healthy cell and you can put it in a sick, toxic environment, and the cell gets toxic and ill. You can move it right back to the healthy environment and the cell heals, and you don't have to do anything to the cell. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because your identity is the culture and the medium in which you live. So often we look at trying to change our lives by trying to do differently. We look at our behavior, our actions, and we say, I got to change what I do, okay? But remember, what you do comes uh, first from your thoughts and your feelings. Your thoughts and your feelings come from your perception. Your perception comes from your beliefs, and your beliefs come from your identity. So the most empowered way to create a change isn't to go to the behavior, it's to go to the identity level because that is where the change actually occurs. People take a behavioral approach because they're trying to change what they can see rather than what is at the cause. Thoughts and feelings aren't the cause. The action and behavior is not the cause even though it produces the outcome. So what is the cause? Well, cause isn't at the behavioral level, it isn't at the thought level, It isn't even at the feeling level. Those are feedback mechanisms. It isn't at the belief level. It is at the self-identity level. It's who you be. It's at that level. It's your identity. So how can you change something you can't see and something that's governing every aspect of you? Well, you've got to learn how to rewrite what you encoded before seven years old. You see, whatever was being repeated or emotionalized, that's what encoded It doesn't mean that what was being repeated or had an emotional impact on you was the highest development of your identity. It just is what was going on around you. Now, let's be compassionate and loving to the people around you or give it a give it a go because they're basically repeating and doing what was in their environment when they grew up and what was in that person's environment when they grew up and so on and so on and so on. So epigenetics really has helped us to finally understand the difference between nature and nurture. We used to think that we were born with this genetic code and whatever had gone on in our genetic lineage and history. then that is what became. We now know that we are basically born with infinite blueprints. And it's what goes on in our encoding system that turns on these blueprints or turns them off. And I will tell you, there isn't anything that I've worked with in over 20 years. I'm talking physically, mentally, emotionally, experientially. Nothing that isn't healable, changeable. And it's actually more simple than you think. Originally trained in talk processes, I learned that talking does something very significant but it doesn't create change. When you talk about and you tell somebody the story of your pain, first of all, it's really valid. It's important to be able to say, this is my experience. This is my pain. This is my truth. And have it be valid because it is. But the more that we talk about it, there's a couple of things that are happening. First, we go into recall. Every time we recall an experience, we're actually weaving and changing it a bit. So we're never recalling it exactly the way it happened. There's always slight modifications based on our thoughts, feelings, uh, the actions that we are actually engaged in in that moment. And so with that, our perception, our beliefs, we're morphing our experience a bit and we're taking it in the direction that it is emotionalized in. So if it's painful, we're actually deepening that pain. So the more that we tell the story, the more we build upon it, the more we reinforce it. When I'm working with a client, I always need to know what's going on. Tell me the story. What is the pain? What isn't working? What is the challenge? But once I know what it is, we get about going to the causal level, which is the identity level, to change it. Now, every time you're wanting to change it, what I want you to know is that change is your friend. Change is happening on a regular basis, and you can transform what's going on. First, you've got to become aware. You've got to be aware of what isn't working. What is the pain? What is the challenge? So many times people say, I just want to be positive. I don't want to look at what's not working. Well, if we don't look at it, if we don't acknowledge it, we can't change it. So allow yourself to embrace what isn't working. It's not you being negative. It's you actually learning to have a positive relationship to what is negative. And there's a big difference. Let me tell you about this. So if you broke your leg and I came up to you and I said, let's think positive about this. I want you to imagine that you're healed, that your leg is strong. Okay, now I want you to stand up and keep imagining that you're healed and your leg is strong. And let's go for a mile run. (laughs) I don't know about you. But ouch, ouch, ouch. In in thinking positive in that example, we would actually create more injury. But if I came to you and I said, okay, your leg, yep, it's broken. And I asked you, what do you want to do? You want to keep your broken leg going on? You want to injure it more or do you want it to heal? And you said, I want it to heal. Fantastic. Then let's now, knowing you can heal, let's engage and bring you and connect you and engage you with everything that heals you and allows you to actually heal yourself. You don't need anyone to heal you. You always. Do. And let's focus there. Let's bring everything together that allows you to heal and thrive in the very best way and let's get it going. And then very quickly, you're healed. Then I say, How do you feel? And you say, I'm healed. I feel pretty good. And I said, Do you wanna get stronger? Do you wanna train on that? You wanna build up your wonderful resources? Do you wanna get stronger? You wanna go for a run? And you say, Yes. So then we don't just jump up and go for a run. We start building strength right from where you're at, knowing that you can run, you can go as long or as fast as you want, and you can get there. And we start from where you're at. So when you acknowledge your pain, you're allowing yourself to know, I can change this. I can heal this so it's okay for me to see what needs my attention. Pain is feedback. And so it's important to realize you're never, ever a victim of your circumstances, you always have the power and you can transform whatever's going on. Now, I know that that seems pie in the sky. So let's get into some more granular details. How do you do that? Well, you've got to work at the causal identity level. You've got to rewrite, rewire, or upgrade your identity, which is the encoded self that happened between third trimester in utero and seven years old. Now, if we go back to the in utero part, when you're in your mom's womb, there's one thing that you're being bathed with all the time, and that is her biochemicals, her biochemistry. Her thoughts are electrical and her feelings are magnetic. Now we can measure these with QEG, QEEGs and MEGs. and these the MEG doesn't even touch the body. So you're being bathed in her frequencies. So if mom was anxious or she was stressed, or she was depressed, or she was having some challenges going on, whether you know it or not, and you have the story, your biology at an encoded biological, biochemical identity level was bathed and encoded in that. It was repetitious and it was a frequency of emotional impact. So, these are the, the first stages and early developments of your identity. So again, let go of blame, let go of shame, let go of any judgment and know that you can change it because when you learn how to access that causal level at the identity level within five to 20 minutes, you can rewrite this encoding. Now, I'm not joking around. I've been helping clients for over 20 years within five to 20 minutes, re wire, re-encode, redo, change this system. Not for a, a moment, but forever. My clients will ask me, they'll say, wait a minute, like how often do I have to repeat this? And I say, never. They say, well, when is the change complete? I say, now. But it's like downloading your name if you never knew it. See, my name is Becca. And so if I didn't know what my name was, and then I reintegrated that No one would have to tell me what my name is. I wouldn't have to walk around and practice it. It's part of self. So if I'm walking down the street and someone says, Hey, Jim, I'm not going to turn around. Why? Because that's not self. I don't have an encoded relationship with Jim as me. But if somebody says, Hey, Becca, There's an entire ignition that's going to happen within me because my perception is going to filter that in saying, that's you. And I'm going to, in my whole system, my thoughts, my feelings, my actions, I'm encoded to respond. I'm also through my perception, my behavior, I'm encoded to engage it, to filter it in and to say, yes. And so that's what I'm talking about when I, when I talk about what I call collaborative and cooperative integration, which is a process that I've created Within 5 to 20 minutes, boom, that change, that rewriting, that rewiring has occurred. Now, other tools that are fantastic, and this is where I started. I started in studying clinical and counseling hypnotherapy, learning to work with people at the theta level. You see, everything that was encoded, encoded for you while you were in a theta uh, frequency, a theta brainwave. You can actually re-engage a theta brainwave, and you can do it within seconds. It's very, very cool to actually teach clients eye roll techniques uh, that allow them to just switch and, like you're downshifting from your beta brainwave into alpha and theta, going into that lower recording uh, brainwave. And then you're able to actually develop, build and expand, accelerate resources. So hypnosis, hypnotherapy specifically is excellent, excellent, excellent. EFT is excellent at rewiring and rewriting. Uh, Let's see. EMDR, if you have trauma, is fantastic. This uh, EMDR is a protocol that you really do need to practice and uh, work with a therapist, a a highly trained uh, therapist. But that's fantastic. Hypnotherapy, uh, there are a lot of self-led processes that you can utilize. Uh, EFT is something you can do yourself. And then there's the psych K process. Uh, which is another wonderful way to hit the record button in just minutes. Uh, Psych K, hypnotherapy, uh, and EFT are, are all techniques that you can utilize yourself. And you're, if you're interested in cooperative integration, which is the technique that I utilize, uh, this is what I say uh, to clients. I say it's like, you know, 20 years of, of healing work in about 20 minutes. Uh, I uh, certainly provide those resources and you're, co- you're welcome to come to my website to learn more, which is BeccaArmstrong.com. But the thing is, I want you to know hypnotherapy, psych, EFT, cooperative integration, these tools allow you to heal you, to transform you, and you can do it in minutes. There are other techniques that I utilize within my practice that uh, I developed over 20 years, which are psychogenic transformation. This happens again within 10 minutes and it's fantastic for healing multiple complex uh, challenges, traumas, different events that occurred, collaborative integration, and then another technique that I utilize with clients called energy restoration. We're going to go into this at another in another episode because when you go through challenges, you go through trauma, you have anxiety, you have depression, you're going through an illness, it actually drops your energy in your system. And I'm talking about cellular voltage, uh, which is a really, really important thing. Most of us don't realize that when we're actually healing something, our cellular voltage is uh, is always going to be low because we can't have a challenge come forward and not have it affect our voltage. And then we also need basically twice the voltage to heal something. And the energy restoration technique that we're going to go into in another episode is really valuable, helpful in less than 10 minutes, restoring your energetic voltage fully and completely. So all of these techniques help you to create that change, not at the behavioral level, not at the thought feeling level, not at the perception level, not at the belief level, at the self level. Once you create that shift and change, your subconscious says, yes, this healing or this achieving is self and it becomes a magnet to everything that strengthens, feeds, nourishes, nurtures it, and it pulls energy to it. If something like healing or achieving is outside of self, so something you want to heal or something you want to achieve, if it's outside of self, your subconscious is designed to take care of you. Now, how it's going to do this is it's going to protect you from that change because it's not self. It kind of goes off as, a, as an alert mechanism going, whoop, 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 stop, stop, not self. Get him or her back into self. So that's where, I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but maybe your symptoms go away, you're feeling pretty good, you're rocking and rolling, and then all of a sudden, boom, you've got another setback and you're feeling bad again. Or maybe you started to create changes in your life and you're accelerating and your income's going up or, or things are, are going really, really well and then boom, it all falls apart. These are because of your subconscious protective devices to keep you self. So when you start going outside of self, your subconscious engages in a basic sabotage maneuver trying to get you back into self. Now, it's not trying to hurt you. Anything that has been encoded as self is what your subconscious perceives as safe for you. So it's trying to keep you safe. It's trying to keep you in a state of well-being. And this is so, so, so important. What it doesn't realize is that whatever's at a part of self is not the highest and best good for you. That's why you have the ability to determine what improves your health, what improves your life, and to integrate and make those changes. Remember, you're empowered. You're never, ever, ever a victim. Now, it's fairly easy to see what is an active part of your identity. What's self? It's actually reflecting in everything that you're living as well as the things that you want to live, but you're not. It's reflected in your joy and in your pain. It's you're healed or it's your illness. In your prosperity or in your poverty, it's always being reflected. So in this very moment, remember, keep the judge on vacation. But take a look. What is it that you're living? What is it that is easy for you to do? I love it where people say, I want to increase my income and I want to do it effortlessly. There's a difference between effort and struggle. See, blinking my eyes right now, breathing in and out, that requires effort. Everything requires effort. And yet I'm not struggling to blink. As a matter of fact, I'm not even thinking about it. So effort is always going to be a part of anything and everything you do. And where you focus your energy, you flow. Now, if you're focusing your energy outside of self, you'll flow, but your subconscious will also push back and try to get you back to self. So if you just take a look and say, okay, where is it that I start to struggle? Where do I start to have to force? Where is it that I just don't feel like it's moving? Or where do I feel restricted or lacking or limited? Or where is it that I'm in pain and suffering? I would encourage you uh, to take out a piece of paper. If you're driving, do this at a later time, but sit there and just write, this is what's going on in my life. And then everything that you love, circle it with a color, you know, pick a color, maybe make it green. And then everything that you loathe and you want to change, maybe highlight it, circle it with a highlighting color like orange or yellow and allow yourself to know that you can actually create that change. By first becoming aware of it and identifying. Now, imagine, I'm going to take into a little something. I want you to imagine that those changes have occurred. They have occurred and they're done. They haven't even occurred recently. They've been done for at least six months to a year. You're just living them because those changes are normal. What does your life look like? What are you experiencing as who you are? What are you feeling? It's not just the thoughts. It's not the stuff. Your subconscious will always give you indication of your acceleration, your expansion, and your growth through how something feels. So if you think about your identity, your feeling is the now moment, the the resource that will come up throughout your day that lets you know where you are in alignment with your identity or where you're ready to grow. So some people believe that there's a higher self, that there's a soul, that there's a a larger part of you. Some people call it a super consciousness, wherever your belief system is with it. That's where I want you to go. Uh, but just imagine that there's always an opportunity for you to expand, to accelerate, to grow, and, and to become more of who you are. And so when you have this desire, this draw, it doesn't matter how many times you fall down. There is an aspect of you that's meant for this and that's why you're designed and you're actually built to rewrite and rewire your identity. So don't worry uh, or struggle or or give a concern around how your circumstances began. That's the other thing. People say, "Well, I need to figure out how this came to be." I would encourage you actually to let it go. Just simply right now look at your vision. Imagine it has become. It's been in your life for 6 months to a year. Notice what your Living in your identity. What are your perceptions? What are your feelings? Write those down. Give yourself permission to really, really look at it. Now, again, don't worry about how you got there either. So, don't worry about how your circumstances right now were created or how your change was created. Just simply identify what isn't working now and then identify what it would look like if it was all cranking and working really, really well. And now let's get into the change elements. Do you know that there are five core aspects, four core foundational truths that when they're in place in your foundation of your identity, these launch you automatically into healing, automatically into achieving? Yes. When these five core foundational elements are either installed, repaired, or restored, you start rocking it and you can't even help it. Now, you might be wondering, okay, what are they? What are they? Okay, these are phenomenal. And I will say that for the majority of people that I work with, at least one, if not all of these are missing from your core foundation. First one is, I am safe being me. Now, this is very different than being safe in the world. You might be safe in the room that you're in. You might be safe in the car that you're in. You might be safe wherever you are. But I'm talking about being you, safe being you. Now, the next one is I totally and completely love myself. I totally and completely love myself. This is unconditional love. Most of us can say I love myself when, I love myself if, here are all the reasons why I love myself. I love myself because I want you to go to the place of I love myself because I am. I love myself when I've got it blowing. I love myself when I've got everything messing up. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. No one could fill me up with more love and no one can deplete the love that I have for me. The next one is I trust myself. Fully and completely, I trust myself. Now, this is a core foundation of foundations, because when you trust yourself, your reticular activating system, which again is the part of you that filters priority information in or out, this becomes very, very accurate, very clear. So If you're talking to someone and they're trying to manipulate you or maybe they're lying or, you know, something is not working and it's not to be trusted, your radar will go off. You'll also be drawn to things that are worthy of trust because they are truth. You'll be actually unattracted to anything that's outside of truth. So think about these three. These three are so, so life changing. I am safe being me. Now, if we go back to this one for a moment, if you're safe being you, okay, walking down the middle of a a highway isn't something you do because you would never put yourself in harm's way because you, in the core aspect of who you are, you are a safe being. So you are drawn to and filter in everything that is safe and anything that isn't safe goes off in your radar or you're unattracted to. I totally and completely love myself. I trust myself wholly and completely. These three launch you into healing, launch you into accelerating and achieving because they allow you to move in an empowered way in your life. Now, the next one is I am healthy and strong. I am healthy and strong. So often we become attached to our symptomology. You know, they've studied uh, the mind-body relationship with psoriasis. And psoriasis has causal elements that are not actually uh, just related to the skin, Uh, actually very, very environmentally and experientially influenced. The symptom is usually the last thing to show up, and it can't be the very last thing to leave. So you have healed, but maybe your skin reaction is still uh, dissipating. Just imagine if you've had a virus or, or a cold, and a week later, you're still coughing a bit and you're you're still, you know, with a bit of a runny nose. It doesn't mean that you're still fighting the virus. It means that the symptom is moving out. If you wait until your cough is totally gone or your nose isn't running anymore, you are delaying your acceptance and your experience and your receiving of the healed that you've already gone through. You'll actually also attach to the symptomology. You'll slow it down. It won't leave as quickly. And you could actually predispose yourself to another virus that comes around because if you're looking at the virus or the symptom, the nose or the cough, and you're really attached there, then what your subconscious will do is anything that keeps that going or is a match to it, it will align with. So it will keep your immune system at a level that you might catch another cold. Have you ever had that happen where you just go from one cold to the next to the next? Uh, Well, this can be a reason why. So what I want to encourage you with is to know that that core foundation of I am healthy and I am strong, when it's aligned with your identity, then anything that is creating illness, it's equivalent to taking the sick cell and putting it in the healthy Petri dish environment. You see, your identity is your Petri dish environment. So I am healthy and strong changes the environment in which your, sa- your cells are bathed in. Okay, I am healthy and strong isn't always physical. It can be mental. It can be emotional. It can be relational. It can be in your lifestyle and your finances. Yes, you can have healthy and strong lifestyle, healthy and strong relationships, healthy and strong finances. So it's not just restricted or limited to the body. It incorporates all aspects of you. The next one is I prosper in all that I am. I prosper in all that I am. This core foundation is so dynamic. I talk with people almost daily and they say, I want abundance in my life. I'm really tired of all these struggles. And I say, well, actually you have abundant struggles. So you are abundant. It's just in a way that feels really bad. So abundance actually isn't discerning. It isn't abundance feel good, abundance feel bad. Abundance is abundance and you have an abundance of whatever's going on right now in your life. Now again, keep the judge and the critic on vacation. That's why I'm smiling because you can actually have abundance of prosperity and well-being. So I prosper in all that I am and all that I'm a part of. Having this as your core foundation allows you to prosper in well-being in every aspect of you, physically, environmentally, internally, and externally. So all of these things, as they come together, there are easy ways to assess these and to see if they're present in your identity or if you need to integrate them. And again, remember, you can create these changes and integrate these in 20 minutes or less. I am dedicated to helping you thrive in your life. And that's why I want you to know these things. So you can finally become aware of what you on some level are really ready to change, but also in your identity currently encoded to continue with. And this podcast is dedicated to providing you knowledge, resources, tools, everything you need to heal and achieve. And I actually have an exciting, very special gift for you, an invitation, and it's totally free. If you're interested in learning how to assess your core foundation to know what's true and also to learn how to integrate them if indeed they are missing and not fully a part of your foundation then I want to personally invite you to my upcoming live webinar training. This is a free webinar training where we are going to walk you through this. Yes, I want you to know what you need to know. It isn't doing anyone any good for you to not know you and or know how to rewrite and upgrade you. So uh, during this webinar, I'll be taking live questions. I'll be doing dives into resources. I'll get you unstuck moving forward and transforming and thriving. So you can actually register uh, for this by coming to my website, BeccaArmstrong.com, and click on the uh, live webinar link in the upper uh, tab. Uh, live webinar, right over to the registration page. This isn't a gimmick. This is a free training because I want to empower you. Okay, so I hope you'll be joining me. Uh, And I just want to thank you. Thank you, thank you for allowing me to share these resources with you. I want to empower your understanding so that you can absolutely heal, you can achieve, and you can thrive in your life. Thank you for joining me on Heal and Achieve. I want to personally invite you to my upcoming webinar training where I will take live questions and do a deeper dive into the resources and tools that get you unstuck, transforming, and thriving. You can register by going to BeccaArmstrong.com, clicking on the live webinar tab.